When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Are you ready? Jamie Markley, David Van Camp, and Scott Robbins. We just become best friends. Yep. Making sense of it all. Now I get it. And having some fun. Lighten up, Francis. This is the Markley, Van Camp, and Robbins Show. All right, let's do it. The Markley, Van Camp, and Robbins Show. I'm Jamie Markley. Wait a second. There's Scott Robbins. I'm David here. Van Camp was scheduled to be here, but something happened. Coronavirus! 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 Oh, no. Yes. Thank you, Cardi B. Hadn't heard that in a while. But yes, that is the state of Van Camp right now. Coronavirus! Yeah. Coronavirus! Okay, that's enough now. Yeah, he felt like garbage yesterday. Was plowing through because you weren't here yesterday, Scott. I know. I meant to ask you... Um... Was he feeling ill yesterday, or Absolutely. did it just come on him suddenly like that? So yeah, It came on him a lot yesterday. Mm-hmm. He was like, man, I don't know. And then uh, he went and got tested, and yeah, he's got the Rona. Well, first he took the Chinese Joe Biden test at home and was positive. Then he left the house, apparently, and went and got tested like another test to confirm. Yes. Yeah. Well, and, you know, with Biden having recovered from COVID, I'm sure David is absolutely confident he's going to be okay. We know. Securing the future, excuse me. What? In 100 years from now. But wait a second. Well, that was yesterday. He's fine. Don't worry about Joe. Okay? He's he's cured of it. Okay? Some from people. You're the reason. Oh, my God. <laughs> He was having a rough time. Secret Service, pick up his lung and take it back with him to the White House, because I'm sure it was laying there on the grass somewhere. <laughs> so I'm expecting, what is this now? It's like five days, maybe? Yeah, you got to yeah. test negative before you can come back to work. That's right. And then is it going to be another two weeks? Van Camp's going to be... Excuse <laughs> me. No, that's, that's, that's Joe. We had to do some kind of contest at the sound of Van Camp's phlegmy cough. Be the 10th caller. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Golly. Okay, so you weren't here yesterday, Scott. We were, you know, breaking down what happened at Mar-a-Lago. Holy smokes. With the raid. Wow. And it's it's been talked about many times. Unprecedented. Um, we're learning more about it. Uh, originally, they said, you know, we're, we're just looking for, you know, some documents. Okay? It, it, not that big a deal. Um, they did remove more than 10 boxes of material, all being sorted at a local FBI field office. That's what they're saying. We know there's more to it than this. Okay, the White House isn't saying anything right now. We didn't know what happened. I mean, it's the way it's supposed to be. We're, we weren't even alerted to this. And we will get into all of that. One of the things that I wanted to take a step back, because some people have felt like this is a line in the sand. This is the current administration and the left basically saying to half of the population, it's on. Okay, there is a huge divide and we're going to do whatever we can to stay in power. We don't care how offended you are at this. We don't care how unprecedented you think this is. 
Um, only one party is going to be served in this country going forward. And this is a shot across the bow. We're just letting you know. Is that the way you took it when you first heard the story? You know, it's weird. I have I have maybe a take I've not heard before. Okay. My take is this. After it happened, there was a lot of talk about Donald Trump's definitely going to run again. I mean, this gives him a lot of momentum. People have had enough. They're going to see this as an assault on America, and they're going to... They're going to push him into the uh, into the presidential run, and he's going to be the president and all this stuff. What if, what just, what if they feel like Trump is so damaged that they want to do something to incite him and get him to run because they think he's more beatable than Ron DeSantis? Wow. Okay. No, I'm just I... throwing that out there. And, I, and again, I... This is just something that came into my head when I kept hearing people say, well, this is absolutely going to create momentum for Donald Trump to be real, to be elected president. I'm like, well, wait a minute, slow your roll a little bit. I don't know. Well, the one thing that I saw immediately Mm -hmm. were people that were saying, I was all in for DeSantis. Yeah. But now I want Trump to stick it to them. See, that's that's my point. And they feel like he's so damaged that they can run a successful campaign about him, despite the fact the country in a hole is in a toilet right now. But you have a number of independents that see what's going on, and this is frightening. But you see what the Democrats are doing in some state races, governor races. They're spending money to get guys in the primary that are Trump supporters. Yes. They feel like that's that gives them the one-up. Because the one thing they can do is campaign against is marry the them together. Yes, yes. Well, it's an interesting take. I'm just, I, and again, I don't know how accurate that is, and it could be nutty. I don't know, but I, it did run through my mind, though. Well, your track record of being spot on is... See, man, maybe that's why I just said it, because I'm wrong all the time. 100% of the time, I'm wrong, so... No, say it. Somebody's going to catch a flyer every once in a while and right. be right. Right. Maybe that's it. Yeah, they're just petrified of Ron DeSantis. See, I don't. I think they're. They, I truly believe they're petrified of Trump, and that may very well be he's, true. He's going to bring the whole thing down. The FBI won't exist when he's done. No, it, it's going to be abolished. It, all of it is going to go. I truly believe that, and that's what they're most frightened of. But when I start to feel like, am I losing my mind? There is one dude that comes on cable news every once in a while on Fox, especially Victor David Hanson. I like him. Senior fellow, Hoover Institute. And I feel like, okay, this guy's measured. Um, He's incredibly intelligent. And it turns out he's right. Like, to me, almost all the time. Mm -hmm. I'm trying to remember when he's ever been wrong. So he had Will Cain filling in for Tucker last night. They had Victor on. Here's part of what he said, and see if you agree with this. Right now, we don't have the rule of law in Washington. Whether you're targeted or exempt depends on your ideology. So in the past, when there was a, there was a dispute over the archives, the presidential papers, Barack Obama just said, I'm not going to turn them over, the freedom of information. He spent $30 million resisting efforts to do that. How many people remember that, by the way? No one. Correct. George Bush had an executive order and said, you know what, I'm not going to do this. And that was adjudicated. And now we go after a president and go to his house with 30 agents. In the past, when a high official was called for a congressional subpoena, Eric Holder just said, I'm not going. And I'm not turning over any of this fast and furious. The idea that you would put him in shackles or you'd confront him with his family and grab his phone is just ridiculous. But this is what we're doing 
on ideological basis. And when you start to do that, you don't have a democracy anymore. And I don't think we do. I don't think we do. Wow, man. So, at least for me, it was confirmation that you feel like there are so many powers at play that don't care anything about justice. It's all about one side. And you look at the history over the last five to ten years, it is all one-sided. People are getting incredibly frustrated by that. As a matter of fact, um, saw this, many outlets had it, I saw it at the Daily Wire. Nearly eight in ten Americans believe the United States has a two-tiered justice system. Did you see that? Well, I mean, I'm surprised at that number, but I'm not surprised at people. I thought that way growing up. Yeah, okay. So it's nothing new. Not really. I mean, you know, you always heard stories about the judge's kid or, you know, the prosecutor's kid or whatever. Being able to get away with everything. Well, this is from the Trafalgar Group, and they're, they're usually spot on. Survey asked respondents, what is your opinion of the current state of the American justice system? And almost 8 out of 10 said there are two tiers. One set of laws for politicians and Washington, D.C. insiders, and one set of laws for everyday Americans. Yeah, that's real. That point's been driven home time and time again over the last t- two years in particular. Yes. Man, oh, man. So you got like 67% of Democrats and almost 90% of Republicans feeling that way Yeah. right now. And I'm certainly not surprised by that. Uh, the White House saying again, we didn't know anything about this. Right. Right. Nobody nobody told them. The fact that the Attorney General Merrick Garland hasn't come out and said anything about this, and the director of the FBI, Christopher Wray, of to say, hey, this is why this happened. I know there are a lot of people out in America that are wondering, you know, why this? Why the, quote, raid? And lay it out for people exactly what it is. They didn't do it. And that only tells me one thing. Because they don't care. They just flat out don't care. They don't care what you think. They're going to do what they're going to do. So more on that in a little bit. Not only did uh, Joe Biden have a coughing fit yesterday, um, he also had some problems again reading the teleprompter. Mm-hmm, boy. Now, I know that some of his supporters will say, hey, don't make fun of a guy with a stutter. This isn't a stutter. Okay, he can't read. He gets mixed up. If he goes off the teleprompter, there's real trouble because you don't know where he's going to go. If he's having trouble squinting, seeing the teleprompter, he'll try to fill in the gaps, and it ends up sounding, well, something like this. You know, NATO was formed out of the wreckage of World War II, as we all know, where war, you know, it had, look, just be straight about it. Wars have repeatedly riven the continent, engulfed the world in conflicts, and, and, uh, and there's no way to avoid that if we're not together. Oh, my gosh. Jeez. So, Scotty, you hadn't heard that before, huh? Nope. First time. <laughs> First time. See, if I could just play the video out for Scott, he just closes his eyes and shakes his head. You know, it had... Look, just be straight about it. Uh-huh. Wars have repeatedly riven the continent, engulfed the world in conflicts, and and, uh, <laughs> and there's no way to avoid that. See? We're not, uh, He's fine. No was, problem. That's the leader. I just want to know what wars were riven by. <laughs> <laughs> God. <laughs> 
If you want to hear the White House press secretary try to explain how the White House didn't know anything, we can get to that. And how many decisions are you personally going to make today? San Antonio's News, Traffic, and Weather Station. News Talk 550 KTSA and FM 1071. Hey, this is your Uncle Sean, celebrating 100 years of service on News Talk 550, ATSA, and FM 1071. The Markley Van Camp and Robin Show. I'm Jamie Markley. David Van Camp. Uh, well. Coronavirus! Coronavirus! Yeah, he's going to be out for a few days. He's, uh, he's yeah. got the Rona. He's yeah. feeling all right, though. He's feeling really sick yesterday, but seems to be doing better today. There's well, Scott Robbins back after vacation. I put my mask on to read his text. Just in case. Is that part of the stand-up today? Bringing them all in? Well, maybe I should have saved that one for later, right? When we're like four or five drinks into it. <laughs> we don't drink anymore, Scott, remember? Darn it. Of course, you've been on vacation. I don't know what you've been doing. No, there was no drinky. Okay. I know you needed an extra day off. I didn't know you were in mourning because Pete Davidson and Kim Kardashian broke up. I no. didn't, wasn't sure. No, I was happy about that because I got a shot now, right? Okay. Good luck. <laughs> Peter Ducey was asking Karine Jean-Pierre, White House Press Secretary, hey, uh, about this raid, Mar-a-Lago, I mean, really, this is a political opponent of Joe? I mean... Do you consider Donald Trump to be a political rival of President Biden? I'm not going to speak to that from here. Well, you talk about Trump all the time. So do you consider him to be... I don't talk about Trump all the time. She doesn't talk about Trump all the time. Sure she does. Peter Ducey brings the receipts, you know. Ultra MAGA, you guys were criticizing his handling of COVID last week. Yeah. You've mentioned his January 6th response a couple days ago. No. So can you say, based on all that, I, I didn't say anything about Mar-a-Lago. I'm just asking you if you consider the president I'm, to be I'm here. saying from here I'm not going to comment on that. Does the president still want to uh, think that he would be very fortunate to run against Trump in 2024, like he has said before? Again, I'm not going to comment on... It's just, it's just I'm not from I'm, the president. In the next election, I'd be very fortunate if I had that same man running against me. Does he? Is he badgering her there by saying this is what Biden said before? Well, I mean, maybe a little. Because you know she's not going to say anything. You already She's established that. But it's okay to drag out some of the things he said and she said and throw it back in their face and have them respond to it. There's nothing wrong with that. Well, he didn't ask about Mar-a-Lago. He's just saying, no. isn't no, isn't this a political opponent? But he'd be yes. happy to run against him again. That sort That's of what thing. he said. Well, is there a concern here that if you guys don't say more, then these Republicans who are accusing this White House of weaponizing the Justice Department, weaponizing the FBI, are but that's going to become the, the public sentiment. If you guys don't say once and for all, we are not doing that. First, first of all, we're just not going to comment on the Department of Justice investigation. Okay, we're just, we're just is, not going to comment are, on that. Is this White House weaponizing the Justice Department and the FBI against, against political opponents? She won't answer it. It doesn't matter. No, she's not going to. Of course, they don't do that. It's all about rule of law. All of a sudden, the rule of law is something the left cares deeply about. That's what they talk about. It's, it's just, you know, it's the rule of law. Okay. And we'll get to more of now why we shouldn't call it a raid. Of all things. Mo most liberal outlets are still calling it a raid, but there's one in particular that is saying, you know, that's just not accurate. We should not do that. Okay.
Mm-hmm. I mentioned that you'll make 122 different decisions today. That's on average, this poll of people. Do you think it's really that many? Or is it more than that? You know, it's hard to say. I think we make decisions without thinking we made decisions. Example? You know, it's hard to calculate. Like, i got to go to the bathroom. That's a decision. Yeah, would that's that kind count? of made would for that be you, one isn't of, it? Well, yeah, but I'm just saying, would that be one of the 122? Um, um, you know, I, I'm, I'm, I need to eat lunch. I need to, when should I eat lunch? You know, I don't know. They're just, I suppose that's true. It sounds like a lot, but then when you start to think about some of the decisions you've already made today, okay. In my case, anyway, if you're thinking along, let's change it up then just okay. not random stuff. Right. Let's say, what are the most difficult everyday decisions you have to make? You're playing along. Think about that for a second. Okay. Most difficult everyday decisions you got to make. You know what people said? No. What to watch on TV? No, I don't have that. <laughs> it's inconsequential, but they have a hard time doing it. Yeah. See, that's okay. What to eat? That, there, I can. I get that one. Yeah, because I can look at my refrigerator and go, "Gosh, I don't know." Because you have so many choices, really? Well, I got a lot of healthy choices. <laughs> What frozen meal am I going to prepare for myself tonight? Yes. What to wear? Whether to Very buy rarely. something or not? That Well, that can be something, yeah. Whether to work out or not? Yeah, that can be something, whether you're going to go for your stroll or your whatever you do. Yeah. What time to go to bed? You know, should you have one more of something when you are eating? Um, whether or not you're going to ask somebody out? Mm, yeah. Should you go out or stay in? All those sorts of things. Mm-hmm. You know? 122 sounds like a lot, though, in the yeah, course of a day. It does. But then you think about your own job. There are all these different decisions that you have to make. I'm not just talking about ours. I'm talking about the everyday person. Sure. I mean, for ours, it's okay exactly what are we going to talk about. Yeah. And then am I going to say what I really think about this? Mm-hmm. And the answer is yes, but can I say it in those terms? Can you say it without getting us fired? Yes, yes. that is that okay. is a question. Right. But that doesn't come down to so much what you really think. It's how you right. express it. Exactly. Yeah. You know, you you said something within the last couple of weeks that David and I looked at each other like, wow. And at the same time, David said something. That you and I looked at going, is it okay to say that? <laughs> yeah. You, sometimes you just don't yeah, know yeah. that, but you made the decision to go ahead and say it, I guess. <laughs> right. Okay. Right. <laughs> I, mean, I can always find something to do, right? <laughs> and I always say risk it for the biscuit because right. if you go you ahead and all say the time. it, yeah. chances are it's going to turn out okay. You yeah. know what I mean. No, I know exactly what you mean. I mean, you think of it this way. But before I responded to your question, I had to make a decision. You did. Yeah. So there. Okay. Now, we'll get to that whole question whether or not you should call it a raise. Think about this. Some people made the decision to take on a new job in the last year. A lot of those people regret it now. We'll get to that straight ahead. San Antonio's news, traffic, and weather station. News Talk 550 KTSA and FM 1071. San Antonio's news, traffic, and weather station. News Talk 550 KTSA and FM 1071. All right. The Markley Van Camp and Robin Show. I'm Jamie Markley. David Van Camp out. I know he's got the Rona. 
No, man. Doing all right, though. They'll be all right. There's Scott Robbins. I do have a news update. Got to get this stuff. We count on David a lot of times. So we're going to have to pick up the slack, Mr. Robbins. I'm doing my best. What I can know. I tell you? What do you got? Well, you know, it's a big deal today. The Bureau of Labor Statistics, the latest consumer price index report. Mm-hmm. Okay. So, you know, they announced that inflation rose 8.5% year over year. Mm-hmm. Okay. It was 9.1 in June. Right. 40 year high. Mm-hmm. So it's gone down 0.6%. You know, another way you could say that? Yeah, what? Um, you could say that we got the news that our economy had 0% inflation in the month of July. Oh, please. Who would say that? Who would say that? Who would say that? I mean, that's... Come on, man. Before I begin oh, no. today, I want to say a word about... This is from just a little bit earlier. Oh, no. The news that came out today relative to the economy. Actually, I just want to say a number. Zero. Today, we received news that our economy had 0% inflation Dude. in the month of July. 0%. What? What? Well, that's crazy. That's stupid talk. Well, compared so, to June, okay, all right. compared to June, it's a zero. Yeah, you, you have got a Major League <laughs> Baseball team last year was 24 games out of first place. Today, a year later, they're 22 games out of first. Still in last, but only 22 back. What a great improvement. We've done so much better. Golly, are you end zone dancing on that? Oh I mean, the gas prices have come down, right? He's going to mention that. You want to know what drives a lot of that? Demand. People want to know, oh, I can't afford to go anywhere. I'm going to stay home. Oh, my gosh. We're all rubbing off on one another. I'm getting texts from Van Camp. Yeah? Uh, it's like a high school football coach bragging about going 2-8 and eight after a 1-9 season. Exactly. We doubled the number. Right. This is how you play with this stuff, right? Well, the first text uh, was now over three hours ago. And can I, I can't read it. This is from Van Camp. It's happening. These bleepers are doing it. Talking about how yeah. they're going to say inflation is down. Remember, like, in our career, <laughs> at one point in time, some of us have worked for crappy radio stations or a crappy radio station, right? Okay. And when you have a one share of an audience and you go to a two share, they send out these mass flyers about how you're the fastest growing radio station. Doubled it. Right. Yes. I'm, it's the manipulation of everything. Year to year, it's a disaster. He knows it. Anybody who's gone to the grocery store knows it. Yes. We all know this. And this guy's up there saying zero. God. By the way, I just realized Oh, mission this. accomplished. All done now. Um, Because obviously, I turned my phone off for the show. Yeah. Van Camp sent this text. This is... <laughs> what, over 20 minutes ago at least? Uh-huh. And it's the Biden clip. And he just said it's worse than I thought. Holy bleep. That's true. He's right. He's 100% right. You need to check that phone I can't believe what I come. just heard. How do you... Man. What? In the month of July. Zero percent. Oh, it's zero. There you go. Gosh, dang. Um, another lesson today. Uh, what happened at Mar-a-Lago? Trump, don't call that a raid. 
Well, it was a raid. You had 30 agents there that went through his house. Well, let Stephanie Rule from NBC and MSNBC educate you, Mr. Robbins. Quick, but I want to say important note for our audience. We keep hearing a lot of people call what the FBI did at Mar-a-Lago a raid. But for fact's sake, here's the deal. Law enforcement doesn't even use the term raid. So what actually happened? The Justice Department applied for and got a court-authorized search warrant that gave them lawful authority to enter Trump's home. That was consistent with the Fourth Amendment probable cause requirement and allowed agents to seize items as permitted by the judge and as outlined in the warrant. Words matter. Okay, I'll stop there for a second. That's the dumbest thing. (laughs) Documents he could have declassified? Yeah. Uh, Really? That's what you're saying, Stephanie? And calling a court-authorized search a raid suggests some sort of degree of aggression and lawlessness that is simply inconsistent with the facts and the law. <laughs> well, did Melania make him cookies and uh, Trump has, you know, had him sit down and watch the game with him? I mean, they, broke, they came to his house, knocked on the door, entered. He didn't invite him in. In June, they were there. Yes. For the same thing. Yes. And he went down to the basement and said, hello, yeah. how are you? Okay, so don't call it a raid. Well, you better get that memo to ABC. Yeah, I was just going to say, everybody else has been calling it that. David case. Muir, John Carl. Yeah. This is just some of the coverage from uh, late yesterday. Meantime, yes. growing pressure on the Department of Justice and the FBI, really from both sides of the aisle tonight, to release uh, something, some sort of explanation for this you know, unprecedented raid. <laughs> it's not a raid! <laughs> it's not a raid! It's not a raid! Yeah, this is coming not just from Republicans who are supportive of Trump. Uh, This is coming uh, from people that have been quite critical of Trump, including uh, Maryland Governor Larry Hogan, one of his most prominent Republican critics, is calling on the Biden administration to release all the documents uh, justifying this raid. And he offered a warning. He said it again, raid! It's that's because that's what it is. You can't say it. It's raid. And he offered a warning, David. Listen to what Larry Hogan said. He said, if the federal government cannot ultimately provide overwhelming evidence that actions were absolutely necessary, then it will only undermine faith in democracy and the rule of law and further divide Americans. They don't care. So that a warning coming from somebody who has been quite critical of Donald Trump. All right, John. John Carroll. Thank you. So, yeah. Uninvited guests? <laughs> I, what, I, where, where are we going with this? I mean, what are we doing? Nothing is... Nothing is it's like the governor of New York yesterday saying, new law, okay, we're not going to say inmates anymore. It's right. incarcerated people. Yeah. you got to be freaking joking. <laughs> no, it's not a joke. I saw this story, thought it was interesting, because we know of some people that quit their job, took another job, because it was a better opportunity. There were a lot of people in that boat over the last yeah. year to two years. I mean, did it in a hurry, too. Yeah. yeah. Peace out of Fox Business. The great resignation turns to be the great regret. Oh, boy. His worker needs are not being met. That's what's going on here. So the grass was not necessarily greener on the other side, you're saying, eh? Yes. Mm. Uh, John Morgan, president of Lee Hecht Harrison, LHH, global provider of talent acquisition and job recruitment solutions. Was talking about this, um, saying, well, what is it? Why why would people be regretting where they were going? Because a lot of times they made more money. Almost all the time they were making more money. Yeah. Um, and the answer is, which I think might come as a surprise to you, Scott, is that, yeah, that, 
that money was fine, made me feel good for a little while, but it wasn't lasting. And there was a heightened expectation, you know, to have some other things going on there and to feel like, you know, you were appreciated. Right. Maybe have more time off, the schedule flexibility, things like that. More meaningful work. What do you say to that? Well, maybe you should have researched it a little harder before you jumped at the money. I mean, okay. you know, hey, man, you jump at the money, you jump at the money. I don't fault you for that. But when you get there, stop bitching. Okay. Either find another job, if you can, or adapt. You know, here's the thing. Everybody takes a new job, and, and sometimes you regret taking it after you've taken it. Mm-hmm. But you learn to adjust. You know, it's just a different situation. You get comfortable sometimes in places, and, you know, you, hit, you get hit with the new challenge or, or new responsibilities, then, yeah, it's tough at first. You whiny little babies. But you're saying you deal with it and get through. Well, I mean, at least stick it out for a while. I mean, what I'm seeing now is guys going to work for like three months somewhere, jump into another joint, working there for three months, and getting pissed off and leaving and going because they can do it now. Right. I mean, you know, you can do it now. I stopped at a little place uh, yesterday, a little town, to have lunch or on our way back from our trip. And every single restaurant, every single one, there's like 10 of them. Mm Mm-hmm. Off the interstate, everyone had a sign, help wanted. Every single one of them. Yes. It, it was unbelievable. Well, it's so I'm like, a so, if I, so if you get mad at KFC, you go across to Burger King, you can go across to McDonald's, they'll, they'll just hire you. Well, yes, but at the same time, you had people that could move out of those jobs to better jobs. Yeah. And then people that used to need those jobs didn't need it because they were getting money, money from the in. government. Yeah, and they're not going back to work. No. Makes it pretty tough. It's the old, I wish you'd get a job so I knew what kind of work you're out of. <laughs> <laughs> well, one of these guys in the story was talking about the whole situation and did say businesses do have the responsibility to cultivate an environment of clarity, alignment, and purpose that connects employees to business goals and objectives where they feel valued and trusted. Do you think there's something to that? I'm sure there is. <laughs> you know... You know, I got to hold everybody's hand. Well, okay. I'm going to call you out for a second. Okay, go ahead. <laughs> I, you and I have worked together on and off mm-hmm. for what, 25 years? More than years. that? Yeah. Getting close to that. Yeah. A lot of that time not together, but eh, a good portion of it. A lot of it, yeah. Okay. When you didn't have bosses that would say anything to you, mm-hmm. you hated it. I didn't like it. No, I never knew where I was or how, right. where I stood. Yeah. Like, well, he never says anything. How do I know how I'm doing? <laughs> right. No, I think, true. doesn't that prove the point of what this person's saying? I guess, it's, but there seems like there's just layers of stuff. Like, you gotta, you know, you, you got to walk them to their car every night. and you know, <laughs> I, I mean, it just, it just sounds so... It's like, eventually, step up and just do your job. You'll get recognized eventually. If, if they don't recognize you, someone will. And then you could move to other jobs. Right. You <laughs> didn't whine and bitch about that one. <laughs> you know. Would you say you've made a career of it? Uh, me? Well... <laughs> I've done no, some, David. He's I've, out. With no, the I mean, I thought you were looking you. at me. I, uh, yes, job hopping is something I've done, but generally not after like three months. I Usually, know. I hang in there till yes. two or three years. Yeah, I'm just busted. The you. unique ability to get out before you get canned has always been a, 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 good, a good thing I've had within me. Yes. Yeah. That is true. Um, I could save this for later. We're kind of running out of time. It, it, it was something completely different talking about jobs. Yeah. And the people that have quit a job. They gave their top reasons for leaving. Oh, okay. I want to hear these. <laughs> well, I just want you to guess. What do you think the first thing is? Um, pay. I would say pay, but that's probably wrong. That's why I would leave. 
Is it always? Uh, yeah, a lot of times it is. If it's not paid, what is it? Um, not being acknowledged. Not knowing where you stand with with a particular boss, lack number, of communication. Number one was just bad boss or bad manager. Yeah, that's oh, why most people leave gigs. Yeah, true. Yeah, it's very interesting. All right, much more to get to. Uh, we got a news update, and a star in L.A. says, "I blame you, woke voters, Uh-oh. for the state of this city and all the crime." Who is that? Get to that too. Coming up right here. San Antonio's news, traffic, and weather station. News Talk 550 KTSA and FM 1071. San Antonio's news, traffic, and weather station. News Talk 550 KTSA and FM 1071. All right. The Markley Van Camp and Robin Show. I'm Jeremy Markley. David Van Camp going to be out for a few days. With the Rona, feeling all right. There's Scott Robbins. News update. Our friends in Albuquerque already know this, but police there arrested a Muslim from Afghanistan in connection with at least two of the four Muslim men who have been murdered in the area in recent months. Okay, so a Muslim created a crime against other Muslims. That's what you're telling me. Yes. That doesn't fit the narrative, does it? Well, you saw some national news coverage on this. Like, what's happening? Four Muslim men have been murdered. What's going on? Right. And Joe Biden had issued a statement at the start of the week before this arrest was made, suggesting that the murders were hate crimes. Oh, sure. Yeah, absolutely. Saying, I am angered and saddened. Well, he wouldn't have said it like that. I'm angered and saddened. (laughs) By the horrific killings of four Muslim men in Albuquerque. While we await a full investigation, my prayers are with the victims' families, and my administration stands strongly with the Muslim community. These hateful attacks have no place in America. Okay. Mm-hmm. I'm guessing now the coverage of this story is going to die. Just a guess. As police arrested 51-year-old Mohammed Saeed and said he would be charged with murdering two of the guys and was a suspect in the murders of the other two. Uh, failing New York Times had reported that Mohammed Saeed, a Sunni Muslim, might have targeted the men because they were Shiite Muslims. And he was reportedly angry that his daughter married a Shiite Muslim. Mm. Part of that that's gone on forever and no end in sight. Well, this will be the last you hear of this story, by the way. This is it. That, that's what I would. It will disappear now. Yep. That's what I would guess. Yep. Yes. Um, I mentioned a star in L.A. that actually said, I blame every single one of you woke voters. About all the crime in California. Wow. That would be one Catherine McPhee. Oh, the American Idol girl. Yes. Woman. Yes. Yes. She was the runner-up in, what, year five? I believe so, yeah. You're a big fan of that. I didn't see it, but I know who she is. Well, I know who she is, too. And then she's done some acting. Yeah. Even a pretty big star. She married uh, super producer David Foster. Yes. Who's 75, and she's 38, but hey, whatever, dude. He's 75? 72, I think. Okay. Well, which is it? He's in his 70s. You've talked about this before now that I remember. Yeah. And it ticks you off. Well, at first I was like, come on, dude, really? Then oh, like, to- like if it was you and Catherine McPhee says, Scott, take me to dinner. And then how about a little good night kiss? But I'm not 73 what? years old. No, you're not. But you're not that far away. Oh, dude. A decade or so. Please. 
Okay. Are you telling me you'd say, no, that's not appropriate, Catherine. I can't do it. Jamie, being the upstanding man I am, I would say, I'll think about it. <laughs> no, you wouldn't. You'd be there. I've thought about it. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> no, I, I just, I think it's interesting that she, she's been we're outspoken off. before on stuff, though. Yeah, we're off on a tangent now. Yes, yeah. the Catherine McPhee said, I blame every single one of you vo- woke voters. Because she shared this story on her social media of this elderly dude getting mugged and beaten up in Beverly Hills. Right. She said, keep voting for this. What a sad state this city is in. This is literally my worry and thought every time I go out now. What's this world coming to? I figured you were going to make some comment about her husband being elderly. Well, he is elderly. (laughs) What age is officially elderly in your world? I don't know. Dude, 70, what did I just say? Five? And then you said 72. Yeah, I'm not. I got to. You're waffling. I thought I had it right. Is 72 elderly in your world? No, of course not. They're young bucks yet. But 75 is. But he has a one-year-old with her. Wow, we're learning a lot right now. What got me was she just said, I blame it on you woke voters in L.A. because most people don't have the guts to actually say that. He's 72. So he's still in the clear. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. This is the Mark with San Antonio News, Traffic, and Weather Station. News Talk 550 KTSA and FM 1071. Are you ready? Jamie Markley, David Van Camp, and Scott Robbins. We just become best friends. Yep. Making sense of it all. Now I get it. And having some fun. Lighten up, Francis. This is the Markley, Van Camp, and Robbins Show. The Markley Van Camp and Robbins Show. Thank you so much for being here. I'm Jamie Markley. David Van Camp is out. As he says, the Rona finally caught up with him. Yes, sir. He got bogged down by the Rona. He'll be out for a few days. There's Scott Robbins, just mm-hmm. freshly back from vacation. Nope, no Rona. Okay, so we're going through all the news of the day and getting more information about this raid at Mar-a-Lago. Well, yeah. <laughs> with Trump's property. I mean, the DOJ had better damn well start defending what they did. I don't think they care. They haven't yet. Well, it's time. I, I mean, why did you rate it? What were you looking for? Did an informant tip you off on something? Was this on a hunch? I want to play for you what an interesting this? conversation yeah. that happened on CNN. Okay. Philip Mudd, former CIA official. I'm not a big fan of his. But he was asked by Pamela Brown. Well, I'm going to play you the question. Because I think she's expecting an answer from Philip that she doesn't get. But here's how she sets it up. As the deputy director of the National Security Branch at the FBI, tell us about the high bar for the FBI to execute such an unprecedented search. The high bar, right? It's got to be. Well, yeah. Unprecedented search, which she's right. It's unprecedented. So what about that high bar? Boy, high bar would be a sort of low bar in this investigation. The bar has to be beyond whatever we've seen before. Let me give you a couple different perspectives, Pamela. First of all, people who don't deal with classified information, I had the highest security level, uh, security clearance you could get in government, don't realize how common it is that is classified information and how much stuff is over classified. 
the chance the attorney general and the FBI director went in and said, hey, he's got some secret documents down there he hasn't given us. And to ensure that we recover those secret documents, we're just going to go to Mar-a-Lago. I would put that near zero. <laughs> yeah, it's not about the documents. And it's interesting, having watched it to paint the picture, she's looking a little confused. Like, wow, that's not what I expected. It was going to be this high bar. Like, we're getting him. Mm-hmm. Like, no, there's something else. Basically, they're fishing. The characteristic you have to look at here, Pamela, is whether there are secret documents that relate to an ongoing criminal investigation. Oh. To get to the bar where you're going to the residence of the former president, classified documents don't get you there. I had them in my house sometimes, inappropriately. It happens all the time. There has to be the additional piece that they have to do with an investigation and they have to do with stuff that the FBI can't get someplace else. That's all I can figure out, Pamela. What do you think of that? Well, again, I mean, you would think, here's the thing, from a PR standpoint, I mean, the more the time goes by and the more no one says anything about what exactly it was they think is there or that they have possession of, the worse it's going to get for the FBI. Yes. Do you think the left cares? No, well, do I? Well, first of all, left meaning people who hate Donald Trump. No, they yes. don't care. No, they don't care. No, they don't care. And and they they're doing the end zone dance now. Yeah, I think because for the twenty seventh time, this is going to bring down the presidency. You're looking at two different things, I think. And you want to call me a kook? Please. No, I'm call me the kook. Okay. So I'll lay it out this way. Yes, I think it's low-hanging fruit for people that are on the left that pay attention to news every once in a while that hate Trump. Good. We can end zone dance. Yay. I think Colbert was doing that last night. Yay. We got that. Okay. But as far as what the left really wants, in the end, like the end game, when you're talking great reset and you're talking about, you know, like all of the world elites coming together to run the world. Yes, they don't care because you divide America. That's part of the end game. That's what they want to do. They want to separate us. So they don't care about the optics of it. The way we're used to, you know, somehow us looking at everything and every story of, hey, do they understand how the American people are going to react to this and the optics of it? Mm -hmm. These people don't care. Because it all plays into what the ultimate goal is. And I, th- I really do believe it's just to have sort of a, whether you want to call it socialist country, where you have the elites rule everything. And you just take these people out. And, and they fear Trump. Right. And you also have a message that's being sent to America that we can do this to anybody. Yes. We'll do it to you. Of course we will. We've got, what, 78,000, 80,000 new IRS agents that are going to pounce? 87,000. 87,000 that are yes. going to pounce? I mean, and, and all of a sudden, if your political discourse is deemed unacceptable, the next thing yes. you know, you've got an IRS agent up your fanny. Absolutely. You know, and so, yeah, they can weaponize it. They are weaponizing it, and they will continue to weaponize it. Do you, th- you really think you need 87,000 people to go after the billionaires? Of course not. Think there about are, how many billionaires there are. Yeah, there aren't 87,000 of them. I can guarantee <laughs> no, you that. Not, not even close. So when they come for you, again, this is this situation. You, you, you look at it, 
on the surface, and they're giving you this, they're peddling you this, people, these rich people that are cheating on their taxes, and we're going to go get them, and we're going to knock me. The president's not above the law, blah, all these things. Rest assured, they're going to run out of targets, and eventually they're going to get to you. Yeah, it's all part of the plan. They're going to get to you. And so, so to end zone dance some of this stuff, be careful, because it's just like these idiot governors and, and mayors, sanctuary cities, until they start sending illegals your way. Then all of a sudden it's a problem. Speaking of which, and switching gears, another bus of illegals dropped off in New York City today. Yes, they were. Yep, sure were. Yeah, all of a sudden, <laughs> it was on Fox earlier. They just go right to the live report. There it is. There, yep, another bus is coming I just, in. Within the last five minutes, yep. we've seen about, I would say, five or We've seen about five children. We've seen uh, more women, about four or five women. Yeah, and a couple dozen dudes. More than that in a second. Because, yeah. yeah, this is what the governor of Texas and Arizona decided a while back. We're going to start taking these people that are just coming up through the southern border illegally. We... We don't have anywhere to put these people. And this is your problem, Joe Biden. So we're bringing them to D.C. And we'll bring them to New York because you're a sanctuary city. Right. You're a sanctuary city in New York City. Eric Adams declared it that. We're, wel- we're welcoming. We're not going to turn them. No, this, we welcome all. Right. Okay, here they, here they are. Good luck with that. Now you're pissed. No, you don't get to be pissed now. No. But I thought this was interesting as the report went on. And yes, more single adult males. It's important to know, too, that many Venezuelans and Cubans have been crossing the border, uh, getting on and, and coming into this country, and they are not part of Title 42. They're, essentially, they're not sent back. No. So you see all these single dudes getting off this bus. Yeah. And usually when you thought about people that, yeah, asylum seekers, Mm-hmm. You no, know, they've been a bad way, or they're hungry. My gosh, these people are in pretty nice clothes. A lot of these dudes not only have not missed a meal, they've been indulging. Sure. That's a weird thing to see. You get what I'm saying? I'm not trying to fat shame no, no, anybody, no, no, but no, usually no. when you think of somebody like, I'm just desperate to get somewhere where I have a chance at life, usually you're not, you know, 40, 50 pounds overweight. It's a strange thing to see. No, it is. And, and you know, the, the idea that they're coming here to ply their pharmacy trade or carpentry or, you know. Listen, I don't, and I don't blame anybody for wanting to come to this Hell country. Hell no. I blame the administration for not wanting to do anything about it and instead putting out the welcome mat. But I blame them on not vetting who's here and who isn't here and expecting the taxpayers of the U.S. to pick it up every single time. So, I mean, Abbott was like, we're out of room. There's no room at the end. we got to send them somewhere. So let me look. Let's see. Somebody, we got a bunch of welcoming cities here. Okay. Well, since you were on vacation, this was a piece of audio from the New York City Mayor, Eric Adams. I'm sure you'll love. I think that the Governor Abbott, what he's doing is just so inhumane. Oh, gosh. And we were happy to uh, have a mayor who greeted the asylum seekers instead of putting them, placing them on a bus with a 44-hour ride, very few breaks. No- By the way, we do believe he was talking about himself third person there. That's what I was thinking. We're happy to have a mayor yeah. that's welcome. I didn't know. I didn't know what he meant by that. Okay. Yes. All right. Got it. Now, if you and again, if you've traveled thousands of miles on foot, okay, to get somewhere, and now you you're put on a bus. That's inhumane for what? 34 hours with very few breaks. You, you got a bathroom in there. Yeah. 
Okay, I can stand up when I want. 24-hour ride, very few breaks, no food, no direction. This is a moving of... No direction? You're not driving. No, they, the direction was clear. They were coming <laughs> to your, your city. That was clear. Yes. Configuration yeah. right now, uh, because we're averaging uh, roughly anywhere could be from a number to 50 a day to 100 a day. And so until we can mm. wrap our heads around that exact number, we have to go with an estimate, but we, we need the resources to assist. Okay. Got it. There you go. Oh, and an update on a different story that you had just mentioned about the IRS and the 87,000 new employees. Yes. And you're nervous about that, that it's going to target middle-class Americans? Because it is. Okay. It, it, now you can rest assured. Okay. Okay, because they've sent a nice letter, okay, um, to lawmakers saying these resources are absolutely not about increasing audit scrutiny on small businesses or middle-income Americans. Okay. Well, what are they going to do? Other resources will be invested in employees and IT systems. It's just going to allow us to better serve all taxpayers. Okay, and you'll be able to get somebody on the phone when you want. You've no. had some. You've had some experience with the IRS. I'm afraid I have. Yes. Isn't it nice to be able to get somebody on the phone now? Well, you. Well, that is true. You never do. Even when you owe them money? You still can't get them on the phone. Really? Oh, God, no. Are you kidding? Try that sometime. <laughs> and by the way, take the day off because you're not going to work. What do you mean? You got on hold indefinitely. Well, how can you pay then? Because I had, we had talked about you when you well, were away you saying go. that, yeah, it's a sore subject for you because you after got, your heart attacks well, and then there was back taxes or something. I went to an accountant, yeah. and he's a very good man, and he walked me through it and showed me how it was going to be done, and he did it. Well, that's good. Anytime you need a good accountant, I got one name for you. All right. And you just have to contact me. And what is it? By 2031, you'll have it all paid off? Uh, 2065, I believe, is the new date. Not <laughs> <laughs> a, a great position there, but. If I could just live to be 104, I'll be okay. Okay. Um, Miranda Devine, who broke the Hunter Biden story, talking about the raid of Mar a Lago. That and much more coming up right here. San Antonio's news, traffic, and weather station. News Talk 550 KTSA and FM 1071. This is Sherry Preston, ABC News. Congratulations to KTSA on 100 years of service to San Antonio and South Texas. All right. The Markley Van Camp and Robin Show. I'm Jamie Markley. Dave Van Camp will be up for a couple days with the Rona. But feeling all right. There's Scott Robbins. Miranda Devine from the New York Post. She wrote Laptop from Hell. Yes. Yeah. About Hunter yeah. Biden. Yeah. Broke the Hunter Biden story. The yeah. big tech. Well, they obliterated it. They they took the New York Post offline, basically. Mm-hmm. You think back to that. How insane was well, that? Well, no one's above the law, Jamie. Oh, we're still on that. Except Hunter Biden and Joe. Of course. Yeah. Well, she's also on this story about the raid on Mar-a-Lago. Going to Trump's private estate? Was it really necessary? And we'll see in the end exactly what this is about. But it's more than about documents. Yes. It's a fishing expedition. It's a message. It's something. But she was also talking about the demeanor of the people. Because as far as Trump's people... 
they could not view it at all. They had to stay outside, not even in the lobby were they allowed. Mm -hmm. If you heard that part, she was on Fox last night talking about it. The FBI agents and the DOJ attorneys would not let Donald Trump's lawyers uh, shelter inside out of the sun uh, in the air-conditioned lobby. Uh, they were not allowed to observe any parts of, um, of, of this search that went on for nine hours. Uh, sorry, yeah, about nine hours, uh, over nine hours, nine actually, hours. from about 9 a.m. till about, um, yeah, about 6.30 p.m. And, uh, and, and they were... Uh, the demeanour of these uh, DOJ attorneys um, was, uh, I'm told, arrogant, and they continually repeated that we have access to everything and everywhere. I'm told they went into every single room, um, and, uh, and you know, uh, Eric Trump has said that they ripped through closets, ransacked closets, including, uh, we're told, um, Melania Trump's uh, closet, also uh, Donald Trump's private office. They went through Melania Trump's closet. What do you picture in your head when you hear that part of the story? Just want to know. Be honest. Well... <laughs> What do I picture? Yes, what do you picture? While they're going through Melania Trump's yes. belongings? Yes. Knowing that no one can see them, that they've got everyone else out of there. Mm. What do you picture from hearing stories like this before? They're taking stuff. I don't know if they're taking stuff. It's like, oh, look at this. Right, hey, exactly. hey, look at this. Yeah. I don't know that that happened. I'm right. just saying that's what you yeah. picture. Well, you sure that, do. Yeah. that type of person. Well, and... And they did it on purpose. I'm thinking the lingerie drawer. Yes. Yeah. And will we ever know? Is it that important? No, it's all about a message. Mm -hmm. And we'll see if there's anything beyond that. Jeez. You get, you really do get more angry the longer this goes on. And especially without A.G. Merrick Garland and Christopher Ray, the FBI director, not saying. Yeah, where is Garland? He has no problem yapping about everything else. Uh, it's an investigation, and I wouldn't be appropriate for me to comment on it right now. Thank you, Merrick. Probably be something like that. Mm -hmm. Man's man. That guy. Jeez. Oh, oh, you mentioned this before. We were talking about why people quit a job. Mm -hmm. Like a complete list when people are asked, why'd you quit that job? Um, bad management. That's usually the biggest thing, or a bad boss, Yeah. then the pay would be second. Mm -hmm. A lot of people think pay would be first. Um, sometimes you just get a better job offer. Yeah. That's third. Uh, the schedule or the working conditions sucked. Yeah. That was fourth. Fifth, co-workers sucked. Bad work-life balance. Now, sometimes if it, you might like a job, but if it's taking over everything. Right. Got to make a tough choice there. No room for growth. Yeah. You hire in, and three years later, you're in the same position with no hope of ever going anywhere else. Yep. Yeah. Burned out. Yep. Some people said, well, I retired. And then another time was just moving away. Sometimes people got to move back home to take care of somebody, or mm -hmm. they're just moving yeah. for whatever sort of personal reason. It happens. Yes. All, all of that together. Don't be thinking about leaving right now. Don't even do it. This is the Markley, Van Camp, and Robin Show. We always talk about the biggest story of the day. Mm -hmm. I'd say it continues to be yeah. this raid. Yeah, the Mar-a-Lago raid. Yes. And exactly what does it mean? And I think for a lot of people, it's more than just Trump.
it is something far more nefarious and taking away people's rights in the end. We can get much deeper into yeah, that. Politicizing the Justice Department is a ugly, ugly thing. Yes. Also, we want to get the feel-good story with Little League baseball players. Oh, gosh, the story going, was so good. Yeah, all yeah. over the place. Yeah, really good story. And speaking of baseball, why does a major league player need to keep his cell phone in his pocket <laughs> during the game? We'll get to that as well. Coming up right here. News, traffic, and weather station. News Talk 550 KTSA and FM 1071. Dave Ramsey, celebrating 100 years of service. News Talk 550 KTSA and FM 1071. The Markley Van Camp and Robin Show. Thank you so much for being here. I'm Jamie Markley. David Van Camp. Well, he got the wrong. Dang, man. Yeah, hated to hear that last night. He'll be out for a few days. Feeling all right. There's Scott Robbins. Uh, before we get to this raid on Mar-a-Lago and the latest with that, um, great news uh, today as far as the economy goes. Okay. Now, yeah, you, I guess you could say the Consumer Price Index report did announce that inflation rose 8.5% from July last year to July this year. Mm -hmm. That's not good. But the great news is that from June of this year to July, it went down 0.6 from 9.1% to 8.5. So we could call that zero inflation, right? Mm -hmm. That's that, what we can call it. Yeah, that's what you heard me. It's zero. Okay. No, uh, we don't look year to year. Biden is getting shredded for this and should. Well, yeah. As he's out there today trying to say this is good news, still, that we're 8.5% above July of last year. But, hey, great news. I want to say a word about the news that came out today relative to the economy. Actually, I just want to say a number. Zero. <laughs> today, we received news that our economy had 0% inflation in the month of July. 0%. <laughs> God. Yeah. That's right. People having a field day with this. That's right. Is that Orrin Cass? I have a lot of tolerance for Politico's spinning data. It's their job. But saying wages up shows a heck of a disdain for the reality facing working families these days. And this zero inflation, it's not fooling anyone. Who buys that? You get gas, right? You go buy food. You're going backwards. Mm -hmm. I think you know what the real deal is. But they're trying to spin that. Um, wanted to play a clip. I played a clip earlier from Victor David Hansen. He is a senior fellow at the Hoover Institute. Um, all I know is this guy seems like the calming, sort of intelligent guy that is not only well-read, he's a historian. He understands the world around him and how things work. And he puts things in perspective, oftentimes for me, because I can fly off the handle a little bit and go, this, we can't do this anymore, mm -hmm. especially after this raid of Mar-a-Lago. The FBI is completely out of control, and it's one-sided. 
they never go after the other side. It's, I don't know what else to say, and this is how countries end up falling apart at the seams. So when Victor David Hansen has to say something, I want to know, okay, what, what does he think of this? Am I being irrational? No. So Will Kane was in for Tucker last night. They had on Victor, and this is part of what he said. Astros. No, not that clip. Victor, thank you. I, I never thought I would say this. The FBI is beyond redemption. Wow. That caught my attention. That was a big statement. Yeah, that came, he came out of the gate with that. I was like, whoa. Yeah. I, I never thought I would say this. The FBI is beyond redemption. It, it's all of its bureaus and its institutions have to be farmed out and broken up. If you have a warrant, an FBI warrant, there's no guarantee that that has not been altered. If you subpoena and you want FBI records on phones with a Mueller, they will be wiped clean. If you want disinterested legal counsel, look at Lisa Page and Peter Strzok. If you're the FBI and you want to find out why Hillary Clinton has hired a foreign national to find dirt on a political opponent, then you will hire that same foreign national. I mean, you forget about all this stuff. We mm -hmm. all know it. But when you put the laundry list together, like somehow we went through a part of it yesterday, yeah. it's astounding. It is. And you look at the last four directors. We just saw Christopher Wray, and he just stonewalled every question and then he flew on an FBI plane, our plane, a luxury jet because he had to go to his own vacation spot. He took over, remember, from Andrew McCabe. What did he do? He lied four times to federal investigators and his wife was running for an office with Clinton-related PAC money while he was investigating Hillary Clinton's email scandal. Where does that happen? That's like Cuba stuff. It's not the United States. Well, and again, I used to think Banana Republic was like hyper hyperbole when someone threw it out there. Not anymore. No, not any, not at all. No, you punish your political opponents through the legal system. Yes, that's what you do. And no matter what, the elites get rich and richer and richer. He took over from James Comey, who leaked confidential memos written on FBI devices to the media. And then when he was called before Congress on 245 occasions, he said he didn't know or didn't remember. That's, it's maddening. People get tired of it. They see this happening. They're not held accountable. Anybody listening to this tries out with the IRS and they're going to go to jail. And he took over from Robert Mueller, whose entire special counsel case was based on two premises. The information yes. that was false in the Steele dossier and the shenanigans of the Clinton-hired GPS uh, disinformation firm. And when he was asked specifically, he said under oath he knew nothing about either entity. And so this is very ironic because all of this is destroying this country. And it comes from the people who warned us, democracy dies in darkness. And <laughs> yes. That's why it's so frustrating. Mm -hmm. And... I don't know, do you suppose half the country sees this? Is it that many? Or less than that? Less, probably. 30%? Maybe, yeah. Yeah. I mean, and how do you get that across to people? Well, it's tough. Say, I understand politically, we don't see eye to eye on stuff, but can we at least agree, okay, that this department is corrupt? Well... Or is I, it, well, not corrupt to me because it's on my side. Right. Again, you feel insulated from anything right Eighty-seven thousand irs agents yeah yeah but they're going to go after those millionaires and billionaires those cheaters have been doing it. no they're going to come for you 
They're going to well, come for you. Well, I, I, and, and I'm the, honest about my Just taxes. like Eric Adams. Just like Eric Adams. Sanctuary city. Welcoming city. We welcome all. Until you get them by the busload. Now, all of a sudden, it's inhumane. Yeah. I mean, it, it doesn't matter until it happens to you. You know, and and that's the way it is with a lot of this crime too. You're insulated from it. You can call for defunding the police. You can call for for a lack of police enforcement all day long when you live in a gated community and you're a rich liberal. But it never it doesn't comes affect back to you. you. But until it does, right? I yeah. mean, it's just that's. Yeah, yeah, forget, I, forget I mean, about the summer of 2020. No, yeah, right. And all the destruction. Hey, and no death, attention. Yes, but all those January 6 people. They right. need to be thrown in jail and throw I mean, away the key. And this is a two-tiered justice system. It's playing itself out in front of us. Yeah, I mean, it's, it's enough, no longer hyperbole. But enough of these policies at some point in time. I mean, not only affecting independents, but actually people that vote for Democrats. This open border stuff that we've had for the last oh, couple of years, uh, yeah. that's going to cost people. I would think so. You're going to see it. Okay, I know we're getting You know, and on. a president doing an end zone dance because inflation... Tick down tenths of a point from one month to the next. Right. Not not even thinking about what it was last July. No, exactly. No, it's crazy. It's <laughs> okay. Somehow things are looking up. There is something that, uh, you know, every once in a while can bring people together and agree on. And that would be the video that went viral of the Oklahoma Little Leaguer that got hit in the head yeah. with baseball. Right. Yep. Man, you saw it. Helmet protected him, but the helmet went flying off. David had talked about this yesterday. And so I hadn't seen it yet when he was telling me about it. And it was this sort of, oh, well, that's kind of a cool story how this happened. And, well, I'll just play the play-by-play of it, which is pretty neat. Roll it. Oh, look out. Wow, that is a tough kid right there. So this is really cool because as a pitcher, Bubs looks shaken up right now because of what he did. And look at Zay Jarvis. This is such great sportsmanship. He wants him to know that it's okay, that he'll be fine. Hey, bro. Look at, look at me. Look at me. You're all right. Amazing. You're all right. Look at me. Hey, look, look. Oh, man. The pitcher's like weeping. The kid says, you're doing yeah. good, man. Yeah. It's all right. He hit him pretty hard in the head. I mean, he went yeah. down like a box of rocks when he hit him. He did. That's a scary thing. I mean, it is. Going to be all right, though. You know, you never try. Well, I shouldn't say never, but generally speaking, you don't try to hit people. No. Hold on a second. All right. I, we have this feel-good moment, and then you're yeah. full of crap, and i got to call you on it. Well, you don't try to generally. You, you hit people when yeah, you pitch. sometimes on purpose, yes. Okay, you're acting like what? Well, I said generally. <laughs> There's a caveat there. Generally speaking. Did you throw up high? No, I hit him in the leg usually, or in the never a shoulder. I don't say never, but I was going to say you hit some people in the shoulder. Um, You're going high, high and tight. Yeah, well, chin music was a favorite saying of yours. It's a nice part of the plate. You can't be <laughs> hanging over it. No. I had a kid in the kneecap one time, and a ball rolled out to me, and I thought it hit his bat. You went to throw him out, but he got yeah, first he base crumpled anyway. like in the yeah. heap. At the... Yeah, I didn't hug him though afterwards. I guess I didn't hear this. Uh, they were talking. I think it was the Fox Morning Show was talking about Dave Portnoy from Barstool. Yeah, um, said he didn't like the kid, the kid that got hit, going over to hug the pitcher because you're trying to get to the Little League World Series. 
That guy's shaken up. Well, you, don't, you don't sue them then. Yeah, just talking like, about leave a tender moment alone, man. <laughs> just, you know, jeez. Thinking the same thing. And speaking yeah. of baseball, okay, what is this dude doing? This dude from the Pirates, Rodolfo Castro? God, did you see this? Did you I see just it? saw the clip. He's oh got his gosh. cell phone in his back pocket. Yeah. He head first slide into third. It comes flying out. Yeah. Why does he have his phone? I don't know. I, I, I don't know. What are you doing? Castro slides into third. His phone comes out of his pocket. Now that's a first. <laughs> and there's Adam Hammery. Dude, your phone is down. Hey, right there. <laughs> they didn't even know it. The ump's like, hey, your phone's right there. What are you doing? I mean, you are a big follower of Major League Baseball. I've never seen it before. I've never seen it. The guy carrying the cell phone in the back Never pocket. seen it. Well, I guess he's never going to slide as far as, you know, slide on his butt. No, I've only ruined the phone. <laughs> yes. But he pops out. That was incredible. Yes. He slides right in, and then the phone, like, I guess by gravity, then... You know, comes flying out of the back pocket. It would have been hilarious if he somebody would have called him and he would have answered. That would have been funny. Yes. That's, so that was That's out a there. cell phone commercial. <laughs> oh, what? Never leave home without it? Even home base? Well, you get service everywhere. Oh, jeez. Even when you're running to third. He's got to post on social media in case he gets on base. <laughs> All right. <laughs> News update straight ahead right here. San Antonio's News, Traffic, and Weather Station. News Talk 550 KTSA and FM 1071. San Antonio's News, Traffic, and Weather Station. News Talk 550 KTSA and FM 1071. The Markley Van Camp and Robin Show. I'm Jamie Markley. David Van Camp out with the Rona. Tested positive. Doing better today. There's Scott Robbins. Is he contact tracing today? I don't know what he's doing. He's probably just laying low and resting. I said he had a fever last night, though. Yeah, I know he didn't feel well later yesterday, but feeling better today. Good deal. All right, go get him, David. Be well. You know, Trump was deposed by the New York Attorney General today over his business practices just a couple of days after the old raid. Um, yeah, the, uh, statement from Trump. Yeah. I'm not answering any questions. That's basically it. So what Letitia James has tried to do with the last three years is a disgrace to the legal system, a front to New York state taxpayers and a violation of the solemn rights and protections afforded by the United States constitution. I did nothing wrong, which is why after five years of looking, the federal state and local governments together with the fake news media have found nothing. Defiant. Good for you, Don. Yeah, definitely. Yeah. Went on to say, these are dark times for our nation. As my beautiful home, Mar-a-Lago, Palm Beach, under siege. That was the statement the other day when that was happening. So, yeah, there's no doubt about it. It's going to make him stronger with a lot of people. And anecdotally, I've heard from a lot of people that really have been vocal about wanting Ron DeSantis to lead the Republican Party and are now rethinking that, saying hey, it's got to be Trump now. Yeah, see, that's <laughs> that's kind of where I'm at with some of this stuff. It's like, did they do it to to spur Trump on to making another run? 
Because you mentioned this is because a take they, of yours. They feel like DeSantis is more of a threat than Trump is. So they're doing this on purpose. Yeah. To get Trump to actually be the nominee. Yeah, to get him uh, full of bluster and to come out swinging, saying, I'll clean this thing up and win the nomination. And then they think they can run against him because of, you know, January 6th and some of these other things. Because I mean, that's just a theory. I, I don't have anything to back it up other than hunch. I don't I put everything on the table with these people. I, I don't know what they're capable of. So. You're, you would rather, you've said before, rather have DeSantis. You're still Personally, there. yes. Okay. Personally, I would. Scott! No, well, you know what? I would. Now, if it's you, of course, I'll support you. But I would support a cactus. Thanks, Scott. Great job. Uh, a cactus rather than the, the current hologram we have. Yes. So you, th- you think your own theory, what you just said, yeah. is more likely than they're that afraid of Trump coming in and obliterating everything. I, including the FBI. That just seems like it's too simple of an explanation to me. Like it's got it's got to be deeper than that. But well, I could be wrong. I mean, you know, I've been wrong 130,000 times before, so <laughs> I mean, why should I be right now? <laughs> it's interesting. These are the conversations that are going on right now. Yeah. But we'll see what happens. I mean, DeSantis is not happy about this either. Well, no, by his statements. No, and he shouldn't be. Well, no one really should be happy about it when you think about it. No. I mean, you know where this all goes at some point in time. It's less and less power for the American citizen. I know some people think you're a kook for saying that, but it's absolutely true. I mm-hmm. believe that. Yeah. Um, if you want a nicer story out there today, it's just a sort of throwaway, but kind of nice. You never hear about the couple that was celebrating an anniversary and bought 10 bucks worth of lottery tickets and didn't win anything. That's not going to make news. You never hear about them. No, no, but you are going to hear about this couple that celebrated their second anniversary, bought a lottery ticket and hit it for a hundred grand. About that. That's not bad. Pretty sweet. Yes. hundred thousand dollars. Some would say, okay, not life changing. Take a nice trip out of that. It's nice. Been helpful, yes. For some people, well, I might be able to pay something off and I could get out of this job that I can't stand or whatever it might be. What right. are you doing with a hundred grand? Mm-hmm. Sort of fun to think about. This is the Markley Van Camp and Robin Show. This is Jack Ricardi celebrating 100 years of service on News Talk 550 KTSA and FM 1071. Are you ready? Jamie Markley, David Van Camp, and Scott Robbins. We just become best friends. Yep. Making sense of it all. Now I get it. And having some fun. Lighten up, Francis. This is the Markley, Van Camp, and Robbins Show. Show. I'm Jamie Markley. David Van Camp is out. Got the Rona. Oh, man. It's going to be all right. There's Scott Robbins. I mean, we say that Van Camp's got the Rona. People are like, oh, that sucks. They're not that concerned. If you were out with the Rona, Scott, then people would be like, is he okay? No, I, I can't miss days because of Rona. I get it during Christmas vacation. <laughs> we're already off. That's How'd the you way spend you would your like Christmas it, right? vacation? Uh, with Rona. No, that's not the way I like it. I'm going to get the Rona. I'd like to have a few days to, you know, 
I thought you hated being away from work. Well, I, I, I like coming to work. I like being at work, yes. But if I have to have Rona, I'd rather not be on my time. Got it. I'd okay. rather it be on the company's time. Well, I know you were missing out or you felt like you were missing out because you had this raid of Mar-a-Lago. What oh, does man. it mean that they're going after Trump? I did, I, I, I did miss not being with you guys that day, though. Holy smokes. No, so you got all this stuff. You got yeah. all these takes you need to get out of your system. Of what's yeah. going on? It's That's insanity, man. Well, this was telling to me, and I'm not a big fan of Philip Mudd, so I've not agreed with a whole lot of his takes, but he is this ex-CIA official. He's on CNN with Pamela Brown. And I don't think she got the answer she wanted Hmm. because of the way she set it up. Thinking, well, there must be something here. There's a high bar to have this kind of a raid. Right. But Philip didn't seem to agree. As the deputy director of the National Security Branch at the FBI, tell us about the high bar for the FBI to execute such an unprecedented search. Boy, high bar would be a sort of low bar in this investigation. The bar has to be beyond whatever we've seen before. Oh, it's a low bar. Yeah, it's a low bar. Yeah. Yeah, because this is unheard of. Let me give you a couple different perspectives, Pamela. First of all, people who don't deal with classified information, I had the highest security level, uh, security clearance you could get in government, don't realize how common it is that is classified information and how much stuff is overclassified. The chance the attorney general and the FBI director went in and said, hey, he's got some secret documents down there he hasn't given us. And to ensure that we recover those secret documents, we're just going to go to Mar-a-Lago. I would put that near zero. Right. Because that's not what it's really about. The characteristic you have to look at here, Pamela, is whether there are secret documents that relate to an ongoing criminal investigation. To get to the bar where you're going to the residence of the former president Classified documents don't get you there. I had them in my house sometimes, inappropriately. It happens all the time. What? He had just said house? it. Well, okay. Now we know it happens all the time. There has to be the additional piece that they have to do with an investigation, and they have to do with stuff that the FBI can't get someplace else. That's all I can figure out, Pamela. Yeah. So when this all went down, what went through your head, Scott? Well, you know, what went through my head initially was, here we go again. January 6th, P-tape. I am I mean, every other thing that was going to get him, right? Yes. Every but other thing this is that was new. the walls are caving in on Donald Trump. And is this Again, about... I don't know what it is, and nobody knows what it is. Are they just trying to keep him from running? Is it that simple? I think you may have just turned this into I'm definitely going to run moment. Well, I think he was going to run anyway. But now, yeah, Yeah, people close to him, now he's energized. Yes. Yeah, and maybe that was the plan the whole time. Get him to run. We think we can beat him. We don't think we can beat Ron DeSantis. So far, you're the only one I know with that take. I know. I I, I find it odd. I'm I'm out there on an island on this. It's probably insane. But either way... Mm -hmm. The FBI can't be trusted. No. What Just, little credibility they had is gone. I mean, Miranda Devine from the New York Post, a lot of different people were putting together different lists of the FBI over time. You know, spying on law-abiding citizens. Yeah, they did that. They did push the Russia collusion hoax. Yeah, oh, yeah. They knew it was a hoax, and they pushed it. 
They lied to the FISA court. Yes. And then you think about Hillary Clinton. The thousands and thousands of emails. Damn, well, it wasn't a good practice, but then no ill intent. So nothing there. Oh, it's just about yoga pants and wedding receptions. Of course. Yeah, that's all. They're just photos. Mm-hmm. And then the FBI has had the Hunter Biden laptop Forever. for a few years. Yeah. Nothing. How do people feel like this is justice? They don't. Well, you could go on. Uh, persecutes journalists at Project Veritas. Yep. Yes, that's true. That's true. Treating January 6th trespassers like terrorists. Yes, that's true. People that just went in taking photos. Yeah. You could push somebody in front of a subway car and be out in two hours, but yeah, you know, but these if, guys have uh, been locked up for a year now. A cop's holding the door open on January yeah. 6th, and you just yeah. go ahead and go on in. Okay, yeah. we'll follow the flow. Take a few pictures. Yep, no, in jail. No, it's, yeah, there's a two-tiered system. Make no mistake. Going after parents that went to school board meetings. Oh, my gosh. That voiced displeasure while they raised their voices. Yeah. Could be homegrown terrorists. Call them terrorists, yes. Yeah. And then we hear from these people, and Merrick Garland, oh, the biggest threat to the United States is white supremacy. That's right. Who's believing that crap? And where's Merrick Garland on this? Haven't heard from him yet. We we heard from the FBI director. Ray, he's on vacation. That's what I thought he's doing. Yeah, he, He'd been working hard. He shut his phone off. Yeah. And again, we still don't know anything about all those dis- disks of information from Jeffrey Epstein. And as a citizen, you're like, how can that be? God, that's weird you bring that up. Why? No, because you're right. I mean, just forget about it after a while. But we don't know anything. We know nothing about that. No. And well, not to mention all the other crimes. In. With the guy who plowed through the crowd in, at the Christmas parade. Oh, yeah. That's where, where is that guy? Gone. Well, he's in jail. Well, yeah, but I mean, what, what's going on with that? Well, that's not the kind of hate crime we, that's right. most interesting. We just move on past this stuff. I mean, it's unbelievable. To the current administration. Yeah, to raiding Mar-a-Lago. All right. Other news while you were gone. Oh, Serena Williams is retiring. No, you've I been a big that. fan for a long time. Huge fan. No, you're not. Of course I'm not. I don't know anything about Serena Williams. I mean, no, she's a great tennis player, but I, you've I don't watch before, a lot of women's tennis. I know. You've just mentioned before. We get it already. Does she have to be in every commercial? Right. I know. That sort of thing. Mm-hmm. Well, the way she announced she was going to retire, because she is one of the all-time greats of women te- uh, sure, women's tennis. no doubt. Um, she talked about how much she's going to miss it, this whole piece she did for Vogue magazine. Um, she didn't want to be pregnant again as an athlete. She wants to grow her family with her husband. And this was the quote. Believe me, I never wanted to have to choose between tennis and a family. I don't think it's fair. If I were a guy, I wouldn't be writing this because I'd be out there playing and winning while my wife was doing the physical labor of expanding our family. Hmm. Maybe I'd be more of a Tom Brady if I had that opportunity. Don't get me wrong, I love being a woman, and I loved every second of being pregnant with Olympia. I was one of those annoying women who adored being pregnant and was working until the day I had to report to the hospital, although things got super complicated on the other side. Okay. I'm surprised you don't have more to say about that, Mr. Robbins. Well, what do you want me to say about it? Okay. In my own head, mm-hmm. how I hear Scott Robbins reacting yeah. to that is, 
Well, you're not Tom Brady. Well, you're not Tom Brady. And, and you know, you, you chose a lane. And nobody held a gun to your head. It made you do anything. You did it on your own free will. And if you decide to step away now because you want to become a full-time mom or a better wife or whatever, who am I to throw stones? She just doesn't think it's fair. Well, it, what do you want? You could you could change your gender. That's not a problem. You can do that in <laughs> 48 hours. You can have a whole new gender. You can identify that way, but she's not going to be able to get her husband to carry the kid. Yeah, that's a problem. Well, well right. not yet. So what do you do in the end? Shake your fist at God? I guess you do. I don't know. I don't know. I did the whole thing. It's just confusing. The it's, whole Whatever, man. It's all just upside down. It's just interesting to me the way different athletes are treated. Okay. Well, because with Serena Williams, I've seen four different pieces that talk about historic and also successful as a business person. And no one talks about, I mean, like the trouble she got into on the court. No. Or, you know, you think about the girl that won a few years ago while Serena has a meltdown. And ruins it for her. That girl's had mental health problems ever since. No one ever talks about that. Or when she said something about killing a line judge, remember that? She got on all sorts of trouble for that. She already has one code violation oh, for yeah. breaking her racket at the end of the first set. Oh, she's been reported again. Oh, yeah. I didn't say I would kill you. Are you serious? Tim Kleisters is in the finals. Oh, yeah. All that stuff. I didn't say I would kill you. (laughs) (laughs) I forgot about that. Well, you know, this morning, though, Jenna Bush and the some other woman on today's show were talking about the struggles of of being a woman in in the professional life. And yeah, I understand, which may very well be true. It's I'm not a woman. And, you know, I've never had to make that those decisions. Was it ever a struggle for you as a dad? Well, sure. Work because you had to work a lot of nights. Right. And you weren't around for some things. A lot of stuff. Yep. But, I mean, if you're providing, that's just, that's part of it. Yeah. When you're the, when you're the breadwinner. Yes. With that comes responsibility. Yes. Yeah. Just part of it. No, I don't wish anything bad on Serena Williams. No, I don't either. You see how different people are. Well, yeah, well. Treated with that whole thing. That's, you know, they do this when people retire, though. Yes. It's like, oh, but he's such a great person. Yeah, but if it's somebody they don't like, they point out, you know, he certainly struggled with uh, anger issues at times. Yeah. You know, that sort of thing. Yeah. Okay. Uh, more illegals in New York City. And New York City not happy. That and much more coming up right here. Markley Van Camp and Robin Show. I'm Jamie Markley, David Van Camp. Coronavirus! Coronavirus! Yeah, yeah, he's got coronavirus. Yep. Yeah, got COVID. Uh, be out for a few days. Finally got him. There's Scott Robbins. Okay. Um, well, we got a couple of pieces of audio to get to. One thing, even though Joe Biden is saying, hey, zero inflation. After the report today, the consumer index is still... Above July of last year. Yeah. 
but it's down from 9.1% in June, so they're calling that zero inflation. Ticker tape parade tomorrow. Pew. Yep. Even with all of that and different people in legacy media saying, man, Biden got a huge win with uh, the inflation reduction bill. <laughs> Dude, Democrats don't want him to run. People are asked all the time on the Democratic side, well, what about Joe running again? I'm not. We're focused right now on the midterms. We're focused on this. We're not focused on any of that. And one of the big telling signs was over this past weekend. I don't even know if you heard this, Scott. Brian Stelter no. from CNN uh, talking to one of the White House spokespeople. And he actually said this. What about Hunter? Hunter under federal investigation. Charges could be coming at any time. This is not just a right-wing media story. This is a real problem mm-hmm. for the Bidens. Mm-hmm. Could he decide not to run for re-election, given his son? Well. Not just right-wing. What? That was Brian Stelter? Yes. Wow. Who actually, at the time, was saying, this is right-wing crap. This is Russian disinformation. All the hallmarks are there with this Hunter Biden laptop. He knows his days are numbered. He's trying to curry some favor now. That's exactly what I thought. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Exactly. Oh, what did the flacky say? Look, they make they make decisions as a family, and um, they will make that decision uh, when it's time. But like you, think you said, talked, the do you run- think they've talked about it yet? No. They're, mm. The president's doing his job. He's doing his work. He's not focused on that. It's 19 months. <laughs> Why would he be doing that? Um, okay, so you're saying the press is getting ahead of... Way ahead, way ahead. Look, there's more work to do. Uh, It's been 19 months, and, um, you know... Uh, You know, uh, what? Who is that former (laughs) NFL lineman? (laughs) He he intends to run, like you said. But I think we... I think... I think the focus uh, should be from the press on how what he is doing is affecting people out in the country. Oh, yeah, it, it, they it know sure that. Is. Yeah, got it. That's why the approval is less than 40% all the time. You know what Biden should be focused on? Reading a teleprompter. Well, that's a problem. That, that would be better. You know, yes. NATO was formed out of the wreckage of World War II, as we all know. Where war, mm-hmm. you know, it had, look, just be straight about it. Wars have repeatedly riven the continent, engulfed the world in conflicts, and, yeah. and, uh, and there's no way to avoid that if we're not together. Yeah, you know. My anxiety is through the roof. What, every time you hear that? Jeez, that guy. Man. Yeah. Um, see what you think of this. We talked a lot about the FBI raid, Mar-a-Lago, okay, and just corruption within the FBI. We've seen this play out over a number of years. There was an opinion piece in the Wall Street Journal. Thomas Baker, uh, retired FBI special agent, uh, said there's some hope with the FBI because you've seen some whistleblowers come forward. During the whole crossfire hurricane thing, they, you didn't have any. And he would say because at that time, there weren't a lot of people that knew and figured, well, if they're going to go this far into this investigation, they must have some goods as far as Russian collusion. They didn't. No. So now you have more people. Because we hear all the time from people that know a whole lot more than we do. Listen, there's a lot of good people in the FBI. Getting a bad rap because of the people in charge. But you do have a number of just good people. And you're going to see more whistleblowers coming forward to tell what they know. Because that's what they did with Chuck Grassley. 
yeah. talking and actually coming out and saying, no, 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 no. Let us tell you what we know about the Hunter Biden laptop story. Okay. The, they knew. They absolutely knew it was not Russian disinformation. And you had all of these swamp creatures come out and say, oh, yeah, Russian disinformation, which told you exactly how crooked it is. So when he said, um, a ray of hope shines through, whistleblowers who have had enough are now coming forward. You put any stock in that? You think it's true? Well, I think, I don't know. Yeah, I hope so. Here's the thing. The media has to cover it. They do. Yeah. It's dependent on them, and I don't trust them at all. This is the Markley, Van Camp, and Robin Show. Biggest story continues to be the raid on Mar-a-Lago. Mm-hmm. And we're talking a lot about that. But you also have your trifecta. Your first yeah. one in a while since your vacation. So your top three stories of the day. Mm-hmm. Uh, is this stuff you've been thinking about for a week, or did you just you know what? come I up got, with this today? Can I be honest with you? I didn't spend a lot of time. With my nose in news over the last four hey, days, hey, that's I took, gross. I took your advice. I, I didn't. Good. So I just spent it all with my buddies watching baseball and then going home and watching more baseball. Okay. So that's kind of where it was. So relaxed coming back in. I'm hearing a lot of things I've never heard before. So okay. Yeah. So you got three stories. Your top three of the day. Get to that and a news update straight ahead. This is the Markley Van Camp and Robin Show. Van Camp and Robin show. I'm Jamie Markley. David Van Camp out with the Rona for a few days until he tests negative. There's Scott Robbins. Mm-hmm. A news update. Newsweek is reporting this story. That the raid on Mar-a-Lago was based largely on information from an FBI confidential human source. One who was able to identify what classified documents President Trump was still hiding and even the location of the documents. That's what two senior government officials told Newsweek. Well, now. So do we believe that? That they're leaking it out there to Newsweek? I don't know. Yeah, there's something. There's something funky here. Yeah. I'm just telling you what it says in Newsweek. <laughs> I didn't even know that was still a thing. Yeah, they're, they've broken a couple of stories in the last hmm. few, at least weeks. I Trying to come back, I have no idea. News Freak magazine in a while. Well, it's not like I check on that. It's mm-hmm. usually someone else talking about it, and then I'll click to the story. I used to get Newsweek. I was a subscriber. Yeah, man. I remember when you were really dorky. I mean, really cool. <laughs> yeah. Anyway. Newsweek's here. <laughs> they tell me the truth. Well, look at that. Uh, the officials who have direct knowledge of the FBI's deliberations and were granted anonymity in order to discuss sensitive matters said the raid of Trump's residence was deliberately timed to occur when he was away. The decision makers in Washington and Miami thought that denying Trump a photo opportunity or a platform from which to grandstand or an attempt to thwart the raid would lower the profile of the event. Hmm. The effort to keep the raid low-key failed. (laughs) Instead, it prompted a furious response from Republican leaders and Trump supporters. Mm. Well, from some 
Republican leaders. Cocaine Mitch was a little slow to the draw on that one. Yes, he was. Um, but the justice official said, what a spectacular backfire. I know there's much speculation out there that this is political persecution. But it, re- but it is really the best and worst of the bureaucracy in action. They wanted to punctuate the fact that this was a routine law enforcement action, stripped of any political overtones, and yet they got exactly the opposite. You buy that? I don't know, man. I don't either. Okay, this is interesting, too. They're claiming Merrick Garland didn't know of it? What? Yes. Oh, my gosh. Okay, what are we believing here? Hmm. Holy smokes, man. How can that be? How can he not know? Or didn't approve it? And how's the other dude, the FBI director, on vacation? How's he just leave? Well, I mean, the house is on fire and this guy's bailing. Well, that was last week after he testified by not saying anything. Yeah, and then he left. Yeah. Well, vacation's vacation. You just got back. Yeah, yeah, but... My no, building wasn't burning down when I left. <laughs> Gosh dang, man. Says the raid had nothing to do with January 6th or other alleged wrongdoing by by Trump. Please, man. No one's buying that. No. I mean, you have people from the Democratic Party not buying that. And it wasn't approved by... Wow, man. Yeah, how is that possible? Some rogue FBI guys decided to do it on their own based on a a whistleblower of some kind, informant? I don't think so. Yeah, I don't think I'm buying that. Now, this judge that issued it was a huge, big backer of financially of Democrat candidates. Yes. Yes. Also represented people that were in trouble with Jeffrey Epstein. Epstein. Yes, so, you know. He was a prosecutor. Take that for what it's worth. Yeah. Quit one day, and the next day, he's representing people that work for Jeffrey Epstein. And now he's a judge. Yeah. Sounds like a great guy. Yeah, he does, doesn't he? That doesn't sound political at all. Very all right. balanced, you know, judge. Yeah. Now, are you ready for your big three of the day? Yeah, we can roll it all up. All right, let's, let's go. do this. Are you ready? It's the three most important news stories of the day. I hit the trifecta. Well, at least according to Scott Robbins. It's the trifecta on the Markley Van Camp and Robbins Show. Scott Robbins got three stories today. Yes, sir. And always helped by his hero for the top 40 days, his hero in life. I'm Casey Kasem. Hey, buddy. How you been? Good. Okay. <laughs> I missed you. I missed I'm you. ready. I wanted to take him along with me. But... I'm ready. All right. All right, he's ready to go, man. Three. Okay, what is go. your third story? Well, Seattle outlaws abortion discrimination. What? Yeah, what, no, me too. What is right? that? Uh, how did this become a thing? I, I'm not even sure that the phrase abortion discrimination ever appeared anywhere in print that I'm aware of. Well, here it is. Discrimination based on pregnancy outcome. Okay, what? now picture, if you will, All right. a woman walks into a human resources officer to get a job application and being asked, have you ever had an abortion? I mean, that company would be sued out of business if that were the case. Everybody knows that, Absolutely. don't we? You can't ask that. No, you can't ask that. If the woman was already an employee and had an abortion, that would be part of her private medical records. The employer shouldn't even know about it. Period. Okay. So, uh, apparently, this is interfering with health care is also one is rather unclear. 
I don't know if you're talking about people who attempt to stop someone from entering an abortion clinic or to a doctor because of gender dysphoria issues, but what qualifies as interference in such a case? A picket line? What is it? Abortion Hmm. discrimination is now a thing. I mean, for the most part, this is all window dressing garbage, isn't it? Yes. You have to declare this publicly. And also Seattle said, hey, by the way, this is an abortion sanctuary city. You can come here. Anytime. Okay. Now, well, how are you going to enforce this abortion? Discri- I mean, how is this even possible? This is it's, garbage. It's... I hate this stuff because it never matters. None of that matters. <laughs> None of it does. We're getting closer and closer does it? to number no, one. I mean, on what not. occasion would you go, hey, uh, by the way, before I hire you, ever had an abortion? No, of course not. It's ridiculous. Or if you tell someone who's pregnant, I think about getting an abortion. Eh, <laughs> you should really uh, weigh your options. Nope, that's, you, that's sorry. That's illegal. <laughs> what the hell is going on? All Two. Right. This yeah. is Scott Robbins. Trifecta, top three stories of the day, up to number two. Well, the latest inflation numbers uh, for July of 2022 are out 8.5%. Yeah. Uh, That's down slightly from June's 9.1%. It's incredible, though. You watch the mainstream media right now, constantly spinning this news as great. Only when a Democrat's in the White House, though. Well, Biden himself said zero inflation. He was very excited about that. Very excited, yeah. I just want to give you, uh, just before we get all excited and start spiking the football, right? This is what the increase looks like when you break it down, okay? Okay. Fuel oil, up 75.6%. Gasoline, 44%. Gas utilities, 30%. Electricity, 15.2%. Food, 13%. New cars, 10%. This is from July of last year. Yes. Mm. Inflation was going to happen. But it eventually slows down. I don't think anybody expected it to go as far as it did, though. It's still sky high. When you look at uh, what was $5 a gallon gas to $4 a gallon gas, I mean, what are we supposed to do? Feel good about that? Uh, I guess if you're Joe Biden. In the month of July. Yeah. Zero (laughs) percent. Here's what that means. Zero percent, huh? It's great. Gosh, dang. Very happy. It's so deceiving. Such garbage. Yeah. Dumb people will believe it. All right. Yes. Yeah. Now, on with the countdown. Yes, the Scott Robbins trifecta. Top three stories of the day. And finally, yeah. one. Well, the Democrats don't have too many options left with the midterms coming up, so they tried the abortion thing over the Dobbs decision. That hasn't worked. Yes. Uh, they've tried the prime outrage meter by demonizing the ultra-maga crowd as well as going after Donald Trump. They're still doing it. And other Republicans and some with the January 6th thing. So how's this January 6th thing moving the needle? You may be asking yourself. Well, Not much last I saw, but I haven't seen the latest numbers. There's a new Monmouth poll out showing just how much that effort has failed. 89% of respondents, 89%, said the hearings haven't changed their opinion of the matter one iota. 89% said they didn't manage to sway the people with any claims. If anything, it went in the opposite direction. Only 38% of the respondents thinking Trump was responsible. Uh, for what occurred on January 6th versus 42% before the hearing started. So you put on this TV production to win hearts and minds, and it goes backwards on you. The world is watching. (laughs) Yes. 58% said either he was not directly responsible, 26% said he did nothing wrong, and uh, that's where that sits. Eight in ten Republicans still have a favorable opinion of Trump. That's held steady since November 2020. 40% 40% of the respondents would back him again if he ran. 
So this is a huge stink bomb. They know it now. They should have known it before. The numbers were right there in front of them. Oh, man. Wow. And there you have it. I love it when that stuff happens, though, because they were so sure that this was going to be the thing. Now they're real sure it's going to be the Mar-a-Lago raid. That's not going to do anything for them. That's going to be worse. How about when people over with better policies? How about when people over with better outcomes in their lives? How about that? They're upside down with everything. Jeez. Their policies are destructive, and people know it. Gosh, dang, man. You know, before we're done, I want to bring something up. It was a piece that I read, and I want to see if you agree with this, or do you think that this is a little bit overwrought, just a little too much? It was a piece of Daily Wire. Well, it was part of a book that's just coming out from Jeremy Adams called Hollowed Out, a warning about America's next generation. Ooh. Okay? So just a little bit from that. Don't have to spend a ton of time on it, but I thought there are a lot of people that are going to agree with this. He writes that when he gets together with teachers, friends of his, to discuss education, there's a common complaint that young Americans are hollowed out. It's not just that a lot of students can't recognize America's leading politicians. It's not just that they lack knowledge that you might expect them to have. It's not just that they appear to have no interest in acquiring wisdom. That would be bad enough, but it goes deeper, and it's far more worrying. They seem bereft of an understanding of what it means to be fully human. What do you mean by that? Well, it means that they seem mysteriously barren of the behaviors, values, and hopes from which human beings have traditionally found higher meaning, grand purpose, or even simple contentment. And little that is worthwhile has filled this vacancy. And goes on to say kids are not entirely or even mainly at fault. Those who came before them, their parents and cultural leaders, political leaders, educators, were too often accomplices in letting these same values and virtues, traditions, and aspirations slip away, assuming that somehow their loss would be made good later, and that they really didn't matter after all, or that they were hindrances that should be willfully ignored. Rather than setting high expectations for students, We settled for understanding them. And all of that can be contagious. So instead of high expectations necessary for young people to mature into responsible adults, they set a framework and offer guidance. But without the benchmarks, there's something of great significance that goes missing. And we're seeing it in our students. Hmm. Do you see that with young people? Yeah. Like a lack of purpose or... Like, just wanting to get after it? Like, oh, yeah. Like values? Yeah. Ethic? Yeah. Work ethic? Yes, and yes. something d- greater beyond just what you are, but to aspire to be more? Whether that's a good parent at some point in time, yeah. a good worker, yeah. working for a cause that you believe in, that sort of thing? And, I mean, when I see that, I'm like, yeah, I get it. I get exactly what that person is saying. But that equals sadness and unhappiness. I see a lot of unhappiness. What? Yeah. Well, now that you say that. Yeah, no joy. Just. I don't know how much of that's COVID, too. It could be COVID. It could be social media. It could be a lot of things. Yeah. It's just, you you see that a lot lot of unhappy people. Yeah. Well, I think it started to hollow out, honestly, uh, when our generation was young. Yeah. A little bit as far as values, things like that. And maybe it was taught and I just got lost in Van Halen records. I don't know. No. But for me, it was just have fun at all costs. 
Yeah, worry about everything else later. Some big virtues, whatever. Yeah, I just let's have fun. So I wonder. Yeah. Because one generation's gonna damage the next. It always happens just how bad. Well, I think it was my generation that screwed things up. I mean Oh As far yeah, as raising said, kids anyway. Yeah. Yeah. Meaning that you just gave too much. Well, Didn't be your to... friend. I'll be your friend. Yeah, all right, we got to get to a news update. Oh, and Nimrod's in the news. Straight ahead, right here. Markley, Van Camp, and Robin Show. Jamie Markley, David Van Camp, out for a few days with the Rona. Rona! There's Scott Robbins. Okay, before we get to Nimrods, this is a crazy news update. Justice Department announced today charges against an Iranian operative for an alleged plot to assassinate former Trump administration national security advisor John Bolton. Whoa. The stash. Uh, The statement said, while much cannot be said publicly right now, one point is indisputable. Iran's rulers are liars, terrorists, and enemies of the United States. That's what Bolton said in the statement. Mm -hmm. Wow. Well, he's right about that. Yeah. Shavram Prasafi. Nice job. Thank you. A member of Iran's Islamic Revolutionary Guard Corps, wanted by the FBI for the plot to kill Bolton. Officials said it was likely planned in retaliation for the January 2020 strike that killed Soleimani, the Iranian leader and head of Iran's Quds Force. Remember when we had some of our media, like, decrying that? This person meant a lot to the Iranians. We took him out. (laughs) It's unbelievable. So that's wild. Plot to assassinate John Bolton. Hmm. All right. I know we got a roll here. We still got to get to uh, Nimrod's of the News. You ready for Nimrods? I think I am. You missed him, didn't you? I when did. You were gone? I okay. really did. When the going gets tough. Damn it, this is too hard. The dumb get dumber. All right, Dean. It's Nimrods in the news on the Martley, Van Camp, and Robbins show. I love the poorly educated. All right. Nimrods in the news. We'll switch it up today. Instead of starting in Florida, we'll start in Alabama. Woman there facing meth charges. You know what she was wearing? A Breaking Bad t-shirt. Oh, God. See? Of course she was. Jeez. That's so great. Oh, man. Um, then we go to Michigan. Officer was on patrol recently, spotted a car behind him with two women, and the passenger was twerking on the dashboard. Oh, well. Like, wait a second. How do you do that? Some fun gals. Well, she was sitting backward, not wearing a seatbelt, and dancing up against the dash. Hmm. So he pulled him over. What's going on? And then he saw the two plastic cups. They were filled with juice. What kind of juice is that? You got a little booze in the juice? Yeah, tequila. Yeah, they were both arrested. <laughs> Twerking on the deck. Who doesn't like fun, huh? This is the Barkley Van Camp and Robin Show.